Hey everyone, trust y'all are having an amazing week. Isn't it funny I'm saying amazing when the whole world is falling apart, but then, you know, we all just pray to God to make this better. You know, sitting here, I feel so sad. You know, Nigeria is falling apart. Nigeria is bleeding. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I began to think to myself, you know, this isn't the tribulation yet. For all those listening to me, all those, all you Bible scholars, all you uh, Bible students, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and I began to ask myself, hmm, this, could this be the beginning of sorrows? Now, I know some people might be like, well, that's a religious talk. But then, it's not a religious talk. I will always say it and I'll keep saying again that nothing happens by accident. Whatever comes um, to the public or whatever happens in the physical must have had uh, a force to propel it from the spiritual So could this be the entering of, you know, that dreaded, scary 70th week that was prophesied? Because the whole world is falling apart. I know now Nigeria is falling apart. Nigeria is bleeding. I'm sorry, but I can't even say we have a leader. But that's the truth, you know. And this protest, this revolution, I'm sorry guys, (laughs) this is another way event, you know, this protest, this revolution. I was talking to someone recently and I was like, this revolution didn't just start from the outset, like from the beginning of time, the likes of uh, Martin Luther King, the likes of Malcolm X and a whole lot of people. I've tried, you know, um, you, you did, they've tried a protest, they've tried a revolution, a reformation of all sorts, different kind of things. And I kept asking myself, where did he get the world to? You know, where did all this get the world to? Because at the end of the day, it's like the more you keep, you know, bringing it, trying to hold it, trying to make it hold at the center you know, the more things keep falling apart. And it only comes down to one truth that human beings don't like accepting, especially as Christians. We've been given not just the manual. I don't feel that the Bible is just a manual. It tells and it has told the stories and not just a story, but facts, things that have happened, things that are happening right now and things that will happen and will continue to happen more like the flashing red light of the sign of his coming so it's really sad you know it's painful you're helpless and i've never seen the human race so helpless in like i'm seeing it right now you know and this only brings you to one point like i was saying especially if you're a bible student that trust me not everybody on the face of the earth is god's child you know why those revolutions and all the people, all the movements that have, we've all been trying or the, the people who have tried, you know, to um, make a movement or whatever it is, you know why it's not working? 
not everybody's God's child. As crazy and as basic a truth as that sounds, even if you do not agree, at some point you have to agree because if everyone on the face of the earth is from one source, then why are we having problems in the world today? Why is it that we do not see eye to eye? You know, but then it makes me remember what Christ said in the word. The enemies of a man's house of a man there from his household. All right. So, and though he is the prince of peace, Christians like preaching peace, peace. Yeah, that's excellent. That's, you know, that's wonderful. But he also said, I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring the sword division you know so i feel like everything that's happening anyone listening to me might think oh this is just a religious talk it's not a religious talk it's not a religious talk i'm telling you you don't even have to be christian you don't have to be a believer for you to know that the things the way things are going is a sign of something okay i may not be able to come to the conclusion that this is it but something is coming Wherever it is, guys, before I continue my podcast, I'm sorry I spent about five minutes plus talking about this, but wherever the, wherever the problem is and where, whatever this thing is that is coming, run for your lives. Because if the world is like this right now, how will the tribulation feel like? That scares me. That itself is a problem. You keep thinking, damn, I really don't want to be here. Now, I'm not dying, but... Of course, I have the promise of the rapture and for all that believe that he's coming. But for those that will be here, dang. Anyway, guys, that's just uh, something little. Don't, don't mind me, guys. So today I want to talk about confessing and healing, confession and healing. And um, I think this podcast and the title of this podcast is that was what prompted the, the very few things I said, you know, um, in starting this podcast. Confession and healing, especially in a world like ours where everybody's broken. And so I'm going to give an advice to every person listening to me right now, wherever you are in the part of the world. You look at the news and nothing is encouraging, nothing at all, absolutely nothing. You can, you can, I keep saying that I would never say that I am happy. I would rather say I'm joyful because that's how the word places it in the face of affliction. And I remember that in St. John, uh, in St. John, uh, I think 17, Christ was praying for, for the disciples. And he said, I pray not for the world and, but I pray for these that you have given me and, um, I do not want you to take them out of the world, but I want you to keep them away from evil. And then um, he said that again and again, I'm not praying for the world. You know, so so I began to think to myself, if he's not praying for the world, then the world will be in chaos. Why did he pray for the world? You know, I do not pray for the world, but I pray for this that you have given me. It's a heavy statement because Christ was not just a man. That was God in flesh. (laughs) Guys, this is just crazy. All right, confession and healing. I'm going to be starting from James 5, uh, 16. I've always wondered why this particular verse was put here. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another 
that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, I'm going to rest here. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, I picked the title of this podcast here because I, I am tying confession to healing according to the Bible. All right, so why will the word tie confession to healing if both heavy words, they are not important? Have you ever asked yourself why? Why would, why would God tie confession to healing? If you stretch the Bible from the beginning to the end, confession, confession is something that God does not joke with. Okay, so healing means, I try to, you know, do the research. Healing means the psychological process of dealing with problems. Okay, especially in a world like ours where everything is falling apart, there's a need for you to voice out. Whoever is listening to me, I'm sure your heart, might be, your heart might be broken right now by what you're seeing on the news. But I will say for the sake of your mental health, it's what I had to do. It's what I'm, st- it's what I'm still doing. Take a break from social media. All right. And then rest. Employ the Sabbath principle. But I can't sleep. You can't sleep because of what you're seeing and the things that you're hearing. All right. And the funny thing and the crazy part of it is it will keep getting worse as the day goes by because we are the end of times. The climax of all ages is all here. So that's one definition. Another definition is the regeneration of cells in the body. And that's medical. But then I would say that that um, also applies to the psychological and the emotional part, too, because if you're anybody like me, I'm being transparent right now, when you think too much, when you think too much, and that's emotional, that's like inside your head, all right? When you think too much, it causes physical sickness. Yeah, so, and I know that that's, that's it happens to a lot of people. It happens to a lot of people. So, now, I want to say something. I'm going to make this a part one. I have to come back to... Uh, this again to give a second part of this but before that i would like to say that i know i've mentioned it in another podcast of mine um the power of confession the power of voicing out and there are a lot of topics that i'm supposed to touch with i haven't but guys i promise i'm gonna touch them but one by one i'm just trying to pace everything and pace myself and you all should pace yourself too now the mouth the mouth is the ventilation system of the heart the mouth is the ventilation system of the heart and I will say that um, if you pick this topic of confession you can you can you can talk about confession in different perspectives like you can you can put it into different perspective either you're confessing your sin so you can get healing which happened in Christ ministry a lot You can also talk about confession when it comes to talking about. You can also, like I said, talk about confession in talking about how you feel, your mental health, and also relationally in relationships. All right. So um, I would also like to say that the power of sin grows in the dark. 
the power of singles in the dark that's another perspective to confession again speaking for those who masturbate for those who have um, addiction problems to pornography to sex or what have you alcoholism the power of sin i just want to throw that in a sidebar it grows in the dark there is a need for you to confess there is a need for you to find a safe place to vent venting and articulating our inner frustrations and hurts helps to release our emotional pains all right and i would say again another sidebar crying is not weak crying is not weak and for every man and every guy listening to me right now under the sound of my voice it is not cici to show your feelings oh but then well culture teaches different yeah i mean culture is crap because that's the devil's you know that's his domain but okay give me bible where does it say that it's not cici to show your feelings oh jesus wept Jesus wept when he found out when he got to um, the home of Mary and Martha and especially at the grave of Lazarus and he found out that he was dead he wept oh yeah he didn't just cry he wept and when he was weeping the women of uh, um, the Jews you know they said oh how we loved him he wept guys that was Christ that was the creator of the old earth and I feel like Culture has messed us up a lot. So we think that the definition of a man is how we stack up our money and uh, how the man, uh, his muscles, the biceps, the money, the amount of the conquest that he has with the women. And that's not it. That is not it. And that's why we need a daily renewal of the mind. Christ in the days of his flesh, not Jesus, not just Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ is the anointed one. There were so many Jesuses during his time and even till now. But the word Christ means anointed one. And for the Jews, that's who they call Yeshua Amashiach. Yeshua Amashiach. All right, so he, he gave us a perfect example of what our humanity should be like. So when people are defining your humanity for you, you have to remember that someone has come down to say to show you what it means to be a man a real man and what it means to be a woman a real woman i think it's just ladies don't have the problem of you know except those who have the extreme options you know and voicing out the emotions and voicing out how they feel but you know uh i would say that for the men the reason why a lot of our men are going through issues is because they don't speak out and i'm saying today that i'm debunking every myth of culture that tells you that it is easy to show your feeling another example john the revelator john the beloved he wrote the the book of revelation all right and he would always put his head on jesus's chest now the world to say that's a weakling i mean if it's a lady now i can understand excuse you but it's not weak and at some point the disciples actually got jealous i mean christ um peter i mean said uh one of his disciples is always laying laying his head on your chest you know what will become of him you know and christ actually says that jealousy and it was like what is that to thee just follow me 
I wouldn't be surprised if the fact that John the Revelator was always resting his head on the bosom of our Lord was actually giving some of the disciples headache because the truth is God knows we need physical touch. I've always said it. You see all these love languages, everything originated from him. So it is just normal to be human. Last, last, like my big sister would say, now human being we be. Let's give ourselves a break, please. And that's why I picked this topic, confessing and healing. And, but, and when anybody asks you, oh, but, but, you're, but you're a man and you're crying, but Jesus wept. So if, um, you, you, if, you, if you have the God to call somebody weak, a man, because he's weeping or crying, because that is just the body's way of releasing emotions, well, you might as well just call Christ weak then. And that's blasphemy. All right, I'm helping someone out there. So, um, our bodies need a way to release and let out our emotions, all right, and not suppress them. David vented. If you check almost all the Psalms of David, all the songs, oh Lord, hear my cry. I pour my complaint before you. The enemy's doing this to me uh, as with a sword in my bones. My enemies persecute me day and night, blah, 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 blah. God never stopped David from venting because. You know the part of the scripture where Christ said, where the word says that he's the high priest of all our infirmity. I'm sure what comes to our minds when we hear infirmity is just the sickness of the body. But no, your humanity, especially since the fall, that's an infirmity on its own. That's an infirmity. It's a condition that we inherited from the fall. It's something that we can't change. And it's something that it took Christ himself to come down to, you know, help us with and change and that's why i'll continue to say the journey of a christian does not just stop at salvation it continues into redemption all right that's another different that's another episode right there okay so um job vented job vented i mean he was really really mad going through a lot of stuff he just had to you know put out all this out you know and the, the beautiful thing about God, I will always say, is God is the God of the uncomfortable conversations that you cannot have with a human being because you don't trust them. All right, so after Job vented, God never told him, shut up. He just told me, you know what? Who is this a darkness counsel by words without knowledge? What are you saying? All right, then I've heard you, but... Gird up now thy loins like a man. I want to demand from you and I want you to answer me. Where were you when I did this? When I did that, you know? And then Job saw his, uh, his weak, mortal, tired, sick state. You know, and God never still judged him for it. So I'm saying it is legal to vent. Just find a safe place, all right? The power of confession and how it's tied to healing. And I will say that for any time you confess, confession is not just about sin, all right? Anytime you confess and find a safe place to vent, the first person to vent to is God, all right? Vent to him, all right? That's another way of praying. Vent, talk to him, tell him how you feel, and then find someone that you can trust, all right? And I also like to say that um, for those that vented like Job, like... Uh, even Abraham vented when he, he, the promise wasn't coming of a son. You said you'll give me a son, but then he's not here. All right, Abraham, just calm down, okay? I'm taking care of it. God never judged these people. What am I saying? Don't let anyone deny you of your humanity. God has factored in everything you can factor in. 
So sometimes we beat ourselves too much over the things we can't change. And for every one of these people that I have mentioned that vented, they were they felt better. That's the truth. They felt better after venting, after talking, after confessing. All right, so the open admittance of having done something, that's another definition of confession. One definition of confession is the open admittance of having done something, especially bad, you know, generally. And then another definition is, is the disclosure of one's sins. And then another one is acknowledgement of belief and the profession of one's faith. So healing here means to repair, to restore, to make healthful and to cure. And I remember before coming on air, I was doing a research on this particular episode and I was saying that uh, uh, healing, I had to go to what the, the Jews, what they consider healing. And to heal, you know, for the Jews, that word Rafa, Rafa, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it well, but someone, someone should help me out there. All right, to heal, to restore, okay? And so the saying, I have a problem with how we incubate this dysfunction in so many households. This saying that our mothers, our fathers, and for all, uh, all of us who have lived with people, there's a saying that is so common. What goes on in this house stays in this house. Ma'am, uh, sir, dad, mom, you're incubating dysfunction. And what that does is classically condition your child to smile and laugh at the public while deep down they are crying. And so you raise uh, an angry adult. I was saying it recently to someone that, look, one of the things you do when you tell a child to suck it all in the males and the, the, the men, yeah, and why it's affecting our men today and they, they, a lot of men cannot communicate is, I said I would never have a boy and a girl child raising them together. And then my boy is crying and I'm saying, suck it all in. No, cry. It's normal. You're human. All right, because why? If you ask me why, oh, Shalom, but why would you do that? He's a man. Excuse you. Stop putting so much pressure on that child, all right? There, there's, the world has enough pressure already. And then you have to remember uh, it's not just the ladies that have to vent alone. It's affecting every single person. All right. So I, I think the problem is mothers have to remember that for each child that you're raising, if you're raising a son, you're raising somebody's husband. If you're raising a daughter, sir, ma, you're raising somebody's wife. And so you got to put everything into it. And that's why marriage covenant parenthood is not a joke. It's a sacred calling, and I would like to say it's not for everyone. Okay, so what goes on in this house stays in this house. Is a saying that has incubated patterns of dysfunctions in many homes. Many homes. I've seen it, and it breaks my heart because, um, and you know, the saddest thing, it's, in, it's usually in Christian homes. Uh, what's she saying? I'm about to mess with y'all's theology right now, but that's the truth. In Christian homes, come on. All right, so what goes on in this house stays in this house. Your daughter gets abused and she can't come up to you as a mother to talk to her. And then, or if she comes up to you, you do not believe her. You choose to believe your husband. And because of that, the child grows up to be an angry adult. And you know, anger uh, is an emotion, a feeling of entitlement, all right? And rage is an extension of anger. Rage is worse. It's blind. You don't see nothing. 
So it classically, this saying classically conditions us to cry in the secret and smile in public. So a lot of us have PhDs in uh, inhaling, but GEDs in exhaling. So wherever you're right now, listen to me, take some time and breathe. Yeah. In and out, do it several times, learn to meditate, concentrate on how you're feeling, concentrate on something positive, especially in this world that we're in right now. When you allow someone, just an advice to someone out there, when you allow someone or people to give you significance, you give them the power to set your price. The only person who should set your price for you and see your price for you, and he has already done that, it's God. Now, feelings buried alive do not die. Feelings buried alive do not die. So when your child is angry or you as an individual adult, you're angry and then you suck it all in because you never grew up around that environment where you're supposed to vent out and talk about how you feel. Those emotions, those feelings don't die. What they do is become, you know, it it begins to accumulate. All right, and then like I said earlier, you're a raising or raging adult, a raging child. So by the time this person gets angry and the lead blows off like a bomb, <laughs> damn, you begin to hear things you've never heard before in your life, even as a parent. It doesn't matter how many years you've been parenting, you begin to hear stuff and you're like, what? That doesn't even have to do with what we're talking about. And then if you were sensitive, you should be like, hmm, hmm. What this person is saying right now doesn't have any relation with what just happened, all right? But there are some underlying factors that need to be dealt with. Okay, so um, I would like to say that, um, again, when you allow someone to give you significance, you give them the power to set your price. Feelings buried alive do not die. And the real you will always make its debut. The funny thing is our real us, the real you will make its debut when you're angry. And that's why a lot of people out there are angry. Right now, Nigerians are mad, angry, raging. All right? Now, talk. we're talking about this right now in a relational state now. Okay? You don't allow this person to talk. But then, they seem nice on the outside. They always smile. But come to think of it, the day they get mad and begin to say stuff, you begin to call them nasty. You'll be like, well, I never knew you had this nasty side. Hold up excuse me just hold it right there the problem is the real them just made its debut because you never allow that child or that person to speak up so what am i saying confess and when i mean confession i'm taking another different route to confession this this moment right now i'm not saying just sins okay talk about how you feel because like i said the mouth is the ventilation system of the heart okay so Seizing accountability is what we need as individuals. Seizing accountability requires nudity. Nudity, not just, I'm not talking about your body right now, but nudity when it comes to um, putting your pride aside, all right? And talking about how you feel to a trusted person, but first to God. All right, so, and I would always say that nothing has the capacity to affect your heart so much like a relationship. Oh, Shalom, but why is it always about relationship you talk about? Oh, girl, I will try to, I will tell you that nothing has the capacity to destroy and affect your heart so much like a relationship, but not just vulgar relationship because every single thing, when the fall happened in the Garden of Eden, when Adam broke God's heart, 
that was a relationship. There was a relationship between God and man. That's a relationship. It doesn't have to be a boy-girl relationship. When the sin happened in the Garden of Eden, that was another relationship. Adam and Eve broke God's heart. So that's a relationship. So, And that is what the old world is built, built on. And that's why there's so much problem in the world today because a lot of people are broken. A lot of people are broken. I would say that if you want to be in a relationship or you're thinking of marriage, walk through relationship, re- relational problems, all right? Weed old, weed your lawn. I mean, mow your lawn, all right? Weed the garden, okay? Because a mold gardens has snakes hidden there, you know? So we all need seizing accountability and that requires nudity, all right? setting boundaries surrounding yourself with people that are healthy and never confuse adjusting to healing a lot of people think they are healed from something but then they just adjusted but someone said well isn't that what the world needs today Hmm. the thing with that is i would say healing has no timeline it's better you heal and be open to forgiveness all right forgiveness and reconciliation i would say i would try to separate them they're two different things when things happen number one forgive people in advance for what they will do to you because people will do stuff that's just human we were created to fail each other that's the that's the honest truth and then you can reconcile leave time for reconciliation that's different and i will say that forgiveness is not rekindling the fact that you forgive them doesn't mean you should go back and rekindle that relationship or that flame all right so the first thing here uh in conclusion confession changes relationships walls come down when everyone walks in the light confession changes relationships walls the walls we all set up in our hearts all the boundaries all the things because of what we've been through those walls come down when everyone walks in the light but this doesn't just happen it's not magic it's hard work we must choose to set our prides aside come on sir pull your pride away and talk to your wife sis same thing Especially in this world where we celebrate a lot of things, women, ladies, you got to unlearn the independent woman. (laughs) All right, that's another webisode right there. But this doesn't just happen, all right? We must choose to set our prize aside and talk openly about sin. And what I mean by talking openly about sin, I'm not saying celebrate sin. I'm saying if you're struggling with depression, okay, that's a health issue. If you're struggling with masturbation, if you're struggling with sexual addiction, you should be able to find somebody trustworthy that you can talk to. Talk openly about how you, your struggles, all right? And voice out your struggle. Graceful relationships can only happen when we confess. You want a graceful relationship with your spouse, your husband, your wife, your girlfriends, your boyfriends? Graceful relationships can only happen when we confess and we're transparent. I'm a big one on confessing and transpar- um, confessing and voicing out and being vocal about how you feel. All right. Um, the, the mirage that we are better Christians, that's the second point, is melted away when we have honest, heartfelt conversations. I'll say that again. That mirage that we are better Christians is melted away when we have honest, heartfelt conversations for real. I mean, a lot of us have that, oh, I'm better. And I see that in a Christian world and it breaks my heart. You know what? I released a podcast a few weeks ago and I kept saying, on this side of the world, isn't it funny that as long as you've not crossed the other side to heaven, you have to admit that you're a sexual being in order to 
to combat and to defeat a lot of things. Either you're dealing with masturbation or pornography or sexual addiction or lust, or um, you've not sorted out your issue with sexual abuse and rape. Every single thing I mentioned just now is a sex struggle. So why do we all pretend as Christians and behave like we're just, uh, we're perfect? No. The only perfect one came to exemplify how we should live in a human state. All right, so isn't it funny? Even for the homosexuals and for the lesbians and the pan, the trans, whatever it is, it's per- it is sex, just perverted. That's the honest truth. So I feel like we need to, you know, take a step back and, you know, um, rethink issues and begin to be transparent. That's the only way a lot of issues can be solved. Yeah. And so, um, the next thing is confession changes your prayer because if you have a small group of accountable people around you, a godly prayerful circle around you, when you talk about issues, when you leave there and talk about it, there's more trust. I mean, you can feel the trust and the love flowing in the group. And then it changes your prayer. So when you get to your closet, you're like, Lord, help my sis, help my bro. He's dealing with this. He's dealing with that. When you begin to pray for other people, you see a breakthrough in your life. That's the, that's the way the kingdom works, not culture. All right. And the last thing is confession changes the individual. That's you. If I am confessing out um, to, to you, I'm becoming a better communicator to people, a better communicator to God. All right. There's no, uh, no clog. <laughs> There's the channel is free. It's, it's flowing. I become empath. I have empathy. All right. Towards other people. And then some people find it difficult to have empathy towards, um, other people. And it's something we all have to work on, especially if you didn't grow up around that, you have to work on it because the world needs it today. All right. Confession changes the individual. Confession and repentance go together. God never jokes with this too. And repentance is is not just sniffing and crying. I'm sorry, but repentance is turning away completely from something. Dropping it before God. Let the blood be a bumper to take away all that. All right. And then turn away completely. Stop reheating your oven. I'm still going to come back for another episode on lust, triggers of lust and how to deal with that. All right. Confession also begins by calling sin, calling it, it um, sin as it really is and not just skirting, and up, skirting around um, the real issue. And that's what a lot of us do. We just skirt around issues. Uh, even in marriages too, you have issues with your marriage, your, your husband has issues with pornography. You have to let down your God and hear them speak. Or that would be something that will wreck your marriage. All right. So what I'm saying is we need to set on our pride. I know some of us didn't grow up. In fact, a lot of us around that, but there's something they call acquired traits in biology. All right. You didn't grow up. You didn't have that in your environment. It's not in your gene, but you have to acquire it for better communication in the society and among people wherever you are. So, um, confession also begins by calling sin or calling whatever is going on in your life as it really is. Don't paint up issues. We do that in prayer. And the, the thing is we confront all we want. <laughs> we confront and, you know, pretend all we want. Even our fronting, not in real life, even takes us, it enters into our prayer place. 
you front all you want before God, God will not answer the person who is fronting, but the person he sees. Because he's God and not man. All right, I thought I helped someone right there. And so, calling sin as it really is, because and seeing ourselves as we really are. A lot of us don't like seeing ourselves the way we really are. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I'm really ugly. You know, that's disgusting. Like, I can't believe I'm doing that. But really, the key to freedom is, you know, you have to own your stuff. You have to take accountability. A lot of people don't want to be accountable and be responsible. And that's part of the things that is affecting our world today. You have to take accountability. You have to, because at the end of the day, when you stand before God someday, all right, if you're not accountable for your wife or your children, it's going to ask you, even your time, every single thing we're using here on earth is not just, we're not just using life anyhow. We have someone to account to. All right. So, and confession also involves seeing God as it really is. When you see God as it really is, it makes confession easier and it helps you walk through all the relational collisions it works through all the personal problems that you have in your life and that's why i give the example of job give the example of david of abraham even the patriarchs even daniel all of them you know so guys um um thank you all for listening to me all right please follow me i said i was going to say this follow me on facebook at shalom Oyedele. Follow me on Facebook, Shalom Oyedele. Follow me on Instagram at Oyedele Shalom. I just switched that. Follow me. No, I'm sorry. Follow me on Instagram, Shali Ruby George 29. All right. And on Twitter, I meant Twitter, Oyedele Shalom. So I'm going to put everything there in my, in the old, um, after this, I'm going to drop it in the notes, you know, and so you can get to follow me there. Send me a voice note and a big shout out to all my fans across the world. Guys, you guys are phenomenal and I can't be doing this without you. You guys got to pull on my toes and that's a beautiful thing. And that is something that has really helped me. So I would like to, you know, get in touch with you guys. You can talk to me and I also drop my number out there in the notes during this section. So have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And please take some time off and take care of your mental health. Bye. See your girl signing off.